One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, a friend, turns out EA are continuing to be EA and they've suddenly just slapped down $1.2 billion to acquire Codemasters. Um, kind of terrifying, you know, it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. We're going to get into the most hilariously tragic reason in a couple of seconds. But I think that because uh, Microsoft stepped in and bought Bethesda, I think that's encouraged a whole bunch of different CEOs to go, why are we doing that? We could be yeah. we could be left, right and centre, throwing the, throwing the green all around. Um, so this uh, is written up by IGN. It comes from an EA uh, presentation that's also publicly available. You can go and read the horrifying details of what EA has installed for Codemasters yourself if you want to. Um, but they, their main thing is that they want to uh, encourage, uh, they want to try and get more growth opportunities out of the racing genre. Um, they mention, uh, you know, the Dirt franchise, the Grid franchise, and they say that none of them have taken advantage of a large publishing organization, and the marketing muscle that we are able to deliver uh, means that they think they have growth to it. Can you guess what this thing is? It's probably the most obvious thing ever. Um, has it been spearheaded by our good friend Michael Transaction at all, or anyone <laughs> related to him? Our good friend Michael Transaction and his brother Lootbox Wilson. They're just both in there, <laughs> just down the saloon, banging the pints back. So yeah, it's uh, yeah live service elements, left, right and centre. The literal quote um, is that they think, well, Mr. Wilson thinks that uh, F1 games, the F1 Formula 1 stuff, plus live service elements, um, plus our marketing muscle is a profound opportunity. Uh, and they plan mm. on releasing a game every single year. So just... Just running it into the ground, really. I did want to throw a couple of things in here. Um, that do. if you play Dirt 5, there's no microtransactions in there. They have planned a whole bunch of DLC. Um, but the Grid director, I didn't get the dude's name, but the guy that directed the Grid franchise, or at least the latest installment, literally went on record in 2019 saying that he hates microtransactions. Um, so there's all that. There's just the fact that whoever birthed these franchises in the first place, EA sweeps them up, bolts on a few different microtransactions, maybe siphon off some content, charge you for it later, and just sort of start trying to start trotting it out every single year but on the bright side we will get a new real racing there is going to be a real racing free so that's the silver yeah. lining to all this is it that's mint that's Shiny. so good um when it comes to like these developers right i feel so bad for them because they're always out there and they're always like look we don't we don't really want to do microtransactions we mm. or if we do want to do them we want to be what we, we want them to be consumer friendly or whatever and then yeah like you say a big publisher com- comes in undermines all of that doesn't mm. care and it's just like boom he is He's $1.2 billion for your entire company. He's how you're going to implement microtransactions in these games. And, you know, like Codemasters, obviously this um, legendary developer at this point in charge of mm. a bunch of franchises, like you just mentioned, Grid, um, Dirt, um, the Colin F1 McCray games, and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of really successful um, franchises and, and brands. And it's so weird that EA is kind of there, like, you know what could make this better? Our publishing <laughs> um, prowess, our ability to make even more money out of these titles and of course that's going to result in live service games and it makes sense for like a racing experience yeah. i think 
I don't necessarily like it, but you can see how they go down the monetization route. I mean, a lot of racing games have already done this to, um, you know, really wonky response. A lot of EA racing games have gone down this this route in the past, you know, mm -hmm. the Need for Speed and stuff like that. And it just, it doesn't bode well because EA has racing franchises. I don't know why it needs these ones in particular. Like why, is it just because of, like you said, with Microsoft buying Bethesda, all these other publishers have gone, well, we can do that. It we feels have like it. money, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it feels like that, like, you know, some sort of just CEOs moving pieces around a spreadsheet or something. Like, yeah, part of it feels like that. Part of it as well, like, if you talk about the EA-owned franchises, like, obviously Need for Speed and Burnout, um, but because Criterion did so much work on Need for Speed, parts of that started to feel, or at least they were trying to get a little bit closer to Burnout, and then they did Burnout yeah. Paradise to try and sort of revitalize the Burnout brand. But we've so far, we've not had any word of an actual Burnout game coming out. Um, so I kind of wonder if, you know, they still want to go down that route and still do a whole new Burnout. But the way that modern EA would do Burnout would be, you know, giving you tokens for races or letting you do microtransactions yeah. for different cars. And I don't even know, like pay 50 pence to have a go on the crash mode or whatever it is. So I kind of wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think this is because like Criterion is off doing other things? Like they obviously helped out a lot mm. in um, Battlefront. They're kind of like a support studio to DICE in a lot of ways now, helping mm. out on like those games, even though they have still created their original things in the, in the past. Like have they just got Codemasters in to kind of like fill that void and, and have Maybe. someone again committed to these racing games, like they said, pumping them out year after year on this annual well. basis? You mentioned a silver lining before. I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to mine out a silver lining um, on, because Dirt 5 is easily the most sort of like arcadey instant response. The handling model is way more sort of, it's, it's way more of an arcadey feel than the more realistic, you know, driving games across the board that we've had across the last few years. And that's also what like something like Forza Horizon was going towards uh, and something like Wreckfest. I absolutely adore. I've mentioned Wreckfest mm -hmm. so much, but like that whole idea of arcade racing games, I feel like went completely away for the last sort of generation and a half. And all we got was simulation based stuff. Dirt yeah. 5 then kind of went, oh, there's a massive like gap to do a really fun, you know, instant access, more arcadey racing game. And it's not that Dirt 5 doesn't have its simulation aspects, but whatever. And I think that they were sort of steering back more in that direction. And I kind of wonder whether EA want to steering, whether uh, EA want to get back on that and kind of go, well, there is this huge market. Like we mentioned Burnout before and maybe mining out a silver lining if they prioritize <laughs> racing games a bit more, have it so we have more racing games, top tier, AAA racing games on the market yeah. uh, every year and make it so that they're more accessible make it so you don't have to worry about gear differentials and whether to add a suspension and whatever just let me play these fun you know physics models and you know like cool game mechanics like a general game feel that goes alongside an arcade racing game then maybe over enough time they can bring back burnout they can you know sort of flesh out arcade racing yet again um, and you can bring that back because i miss burnout i miss split second i miss blur um, you know, I miss rumble <laughs> racing and Gosh, I man. would welcome that stuff, but I, I, I still don't have any faith on, in them doing it well. Um, yeah. But maybe that's one of the reasons, if you think long term, why would they buy Codemasters, a team that are known for really fun racing games, especially, like I said, Dirt 5 or the Grid series as well. Maybe that's because in the long term, they see a whole open opportunity to do more arcade-based stuff. Um, and one final thing to throw in there yeah. um, is that Mr. Lootbox Wilson, to give him his proper name, um, he said that um, they are splitting the EA Sports label going forward, that he says they're going to introduce a like sort of a duality to it where it will mean something else, but he hasn't clarified yeah. what that is yet. If that is a return to EA Big um, then or EA Sports Big, then that opens it up for all sorts of more arcadey stuff under that banner to be a whole separate thing. It does. That is quite a 
promising silver lining, but like you said, how many times before? Not not to be cynical, not to you know <laughs> act as the devil's advocate in this situation, but mm. this is EA we're talking about. And whilst the idea of bringing arcade racing back in a big way and pumping so much money into that subgenre again is appealing, because like you, I want to see the glory days of Burnout et al. Um, return mm. in a big way. Like, how many times has EA bought a studio and we've just seen that studio dissolve i hope it doesn't happen but (laughs) this constantly just repeats itself throughout history man they've picked up a bunch of developers for known for like you know specific things bioware Mm. with its rpgs visceral games and a bunch of others and then and then yeah Yep, and then slowly over time they've kind of like dismantled what made them so distinct and what made them so good by forcing on mandates, you know, piling in a bunch of their own ideas. And ultimately, it's the developers who pay the price, whether it's a year later, whether it's 10 years later or whatever. And then suddenly, they're just out of business. So, yeah. like, I hope EA is not like that anymore. I hope EA has changed. And I hope Codemasters have the ability to thrive under this new leadership and this new publisher. It's just, like, the silver lining is very much a silver lining, and I can't take yeah. it as much more than that because... I've just I've been burned too many times before, man. Like with EA picking up developers mm-hmm. and just having to sit on the sidelines while they drive them into the ground. Pun very much intended. It's <laughs> it, it, it's very true. I mean, I think that it's a constant push and pull. It's weird because recently they it's it's always whatever makes the most business sense. And recently it made business sense to actually do decent Star Wars games. Like they mined it to mm-hmm. a point, and then they sort of said, "Well, we're getting apps, we're getting flack for this in all directions." Um, okay, you can make your Jedi Fallen Order, you can make your Star Wars Squadrons, you can fix Battlefront Two, um, and we'll sort of take our we'll sort of step back a little bit um, because it made business sense. It made optics sense for that. And and I kind of wonder, like, I don't know, I don't trust that Lootbox Wilson and et al, they care about the sanctity of video games. I just don't. Um, but there is still the heart, the brass tax reality that you're hiring creatives in those dev positions to put, you know, teams together to make these products. Um, and so if you look at Respawn, like, you know, Titanfall 2 is immaculate, um, you know, and they were able to do Jedi Fallen Order and there is quality there. Um, it's just yeah. kind of, it's, it's always that constant push and pull that it's what you always get in any artistic medium. But EA, their side of it is always so much more brazen and they, the reports are so much more obvious that they, like, they literally told Amy Hennig, like, well, you're not doing Ultimate Team. Where's your version of FIFA Ultimate? Yeah. team you don't have it we'll see you later um and i just yeah it's that constant push and pull i guess i don't know i don't have any faith in the individuals behind <laughs> the business side of it uh, prioritizing creativity but yeah they like, did eventually make good with like squadrons and battlefronts it, and everything else it is true i will admit they eventually did make good but how many casualties <laughs> were there along the way you know yeah. scott you mentioned amy hennig there how much trouble was that team in oh, for so long and how many other Star Wars games were cancelled before they finally, you know, realized what they mm. actually had on their hands. Like, like where every single time this happens, it's always a case of, like, the developers are good, the developers are great, like, they've done a good job in the past. It's just, I don't want them to come into the same roadblocks and the same pitfalls that have forced so many other teams, like, out of business in the past. But what's, you know, as a final point, right? I've mm. got one interesting thing for you here. You know, the price of it, $1.2 billion, that's, like, to EA just one year's worth of FIFA. Like, that's how much (laughs) they make off FIFA in a year. So, like, how Mm. much money do they have to, like, splash around when they've got this one one franchise, effectively, in one year, paying for an entire studio of the caliber of Codemasters? It's it's crazy money in the industry. That's the thing, like... 
the amount of money that they're bringing in. I mean, at some point, it's like a separate, wider philosophical lifestyle point. But those individuals, those executives that are making those ridiculous amounts of money, what are you going to do with it? Like, you, what are you <laughs> going to get an extra few yachts? Like, you know, there's nothing for you to do. So, like, I wonder if that is also part of why they're like, well, we might as well invest in these other countries, uh, companies, and <laughs> make more um, and have even more revenue streams coming in to sort of bulk out, add an extra few zeros onto the bottom line. But it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. Like at some point, money doesn't do anything. So I'm just kind of like, just it's just she agreed at some point. Um, unless someone in there wants to prioritize the creative side of it. But obviously their bottom line is that they think that F1, like, you know, live services, bolting more live service things on to this dedicated fan base, they obviously yeah. just see the money in that. It's the classic, I think it was Joss Whedon that said, um, you know, you find fan love and you mine it and get the money out. Um, and it's just... It's literally that. So I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a mix of feelings, but I love arcade races so much. You do, I, you really I do. I just want, I just want one. If everybody played initial drift, maybe we'd get there more naturally. But never please don't listen to Scott because I, I love you, Scott. You keep telling me to play this game, man, and I, I want to for you, but I need someone else, someone else take this burden away from oh. me. Play initial drift. Play these oh, arcade games. Played it. As we devolve into just. Just me yelling at you, but Osley played it. You said it was really good. If maybe other people play a little bit, cheeky little bit of inertial drift, cheeky little bit of Wreckfest, and uh, and we'll get it, you get it back up there. You tell Luke Box Wilson to you know take his little what's that thing they put over their shoulder in westerns? You know, the little a little little, little one of them, a little saddlebag, whatever it is, and <laughs> saddlebag, yeah, and bump him it. off down the road, mate. So yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below. The idea of EA buying Codemasters, the idea that they're just gonna EA every single franchise that we ever loved in a long enough timeline. <laughs> um, and for now, I've been Scott from Whatculture.com. I've been Josh from Whatculture.com. I'll catch you next time. Saddlebag. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.